And welcome to the Fantasy Hawks Fantasy Hockey Hacks. Oh god, I screwed this up already. We're only 30 <laughs> seconds in. Oh god. Fantasy Hockey Hacks Hangout here on Edmonton Sports Talk. For the first time in a long time, we've got all the hacks on board tonight. I'm your host, Bruce Gunther. Tonight we've got Tyler joining us back from his Arizona vacation. Welcome, it's cold Tyler. here. <laughs> Very cold, yeah. It, it just got warm here. Yeah, this uh, sucks. And from Marky's house, we have John Enns. Howdy, howdy. And Devin's joining us from his basement. Welcome, Devin. As per usual. Hey, guys. Good to, good to see the hacks all together again. It's been uh, it's been quite a while, actually, since we had all four of us together. It's good. It's been a long time. You got a different camera angle tonight out of the basement, or do you move things around? Me? Yeah. Uh, you know what? The Christmas tree is gone, and then uh, we got some new IKEA storage back here. Um, he's not he's not mirroring anymore. Something sideways here. I always thought those, the stairs were in the back. That's why. No, it's like another bedroom. There's a, there's all the, anyway. Oh, okay. Nothing. This, the stairs, stairs are actually to my left here for anyone that cares. They used to be to the right. They used to be to the right. Something's backwards. Yeah. Okay. Something's, I guess I'm not mirroring anymore. There we go. I, I haven't been here since last year. So uh, <laughs> this ugly thing is still here. <laughs> oh, it's a, uh, uh, all right. So we are. Got a good show here for you tonight. Devin did all the show notes. Thanks, Devin, because I had like a severe case of writer's block this week. I just couldn't think of. Well, I wrote one. I think I put two things in there. Maybe. Uh, yeah, you you contributed. I I just uh, I just that added was... a little bit uh, on top to what you already had there, and then I just I took care of hot and not. So, but that's that's pretty <laughs> typical. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Yeah, yeah, no this week is just, yeah. Anyway, let's get just just jump right into it. Should we? Let's do it. We're all feeling good. The Edmonton Oilers are on an 11-game winning streak, and they beat the hell out of the Leafs. Like, how much better could it get? Probably shouldn't say that out loud, but how much better could it get, really? like, <laughs> Not much better, Bruce. Not much better. That was And coming back from 2-0 down was great. Absolutely. Online, they are right now gunning for O'Keefe's head, so it should be interesting to see what happens in Toronto here over the next little while. Yeah, you know what? I, I'd like to hear from Tyler. Did you actually watch the game, buddy? Because we haven't heard from you for a while. So what's what's your thoughts on the on the team right now and the direction they're taking and the game last I, night? I got in late last night, so I only caught uh, third period on TV. Um, it's great that they could beat the Leafs. They've done the same thing that what the last four teams have done to them. Uh, yeah. <laughs> have a lead late in the third period and lose. So I, I really thought that that was a scheduled loss. For Edmonton, uh, ten in a row after the Leafs have done that uh, against a couple other teams before. They got to lose at some point. Um, obviously, it wasn't against the Leafs because they just Edmonton did what everybody else has done to them the last couple games. So yeah. I still kind of think Seattle is going to be a scheduled loss, and then we'll see what happens on Saturday. Uh, things are just going right. They still need another top four defenseman to replace Cody CC. They still need two bottom six forwards and uh, they need another goalie, but 10 in a row, 11 in a row is great. Yeah, it's nice. I, I think they've got a chance to win tomorrow night too. I mean, they're going to face a hot goalie and Joey Decord, but there's no reason they can't beat Seattle. And then who do they play Saturday? Calgary. Oh, right. And they're playing well right now too. They've won four in a row here. That game, I'm. it'll go to overtime. And Edmonton will probably lose. That'll that's like, that's just <laughs> it's what Calgary has done for the last two years. Just end the streak in the worst way possible against Calgary. Yeah. Yep. Well, and Perfect. they would be, and they'd be awfully happy to be the team that ends that streak too. That would be. Yeah. Well, and let's be honest that 
that backhand goal from dry side of last night. That was ugly. Probably shouldn't have happened. No, <laughs> he always gets those trash ones and everyone says he's great. Hey, here you just go, go easy on dry settle. He's just fine. Go. Yeah, here we go. You, you, oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, I'll agree. That was a weak goal, <laughs> but beyond that dry settle is fantastic. I think Jones even said to, he took, he took his leg off the post and it went between the leg and the post. It's, but it, it, he was like in the middle of the net. I don't know what he was yeah. doing. I know you don't expect a backhand shot to come from the goal line when you're not when you're facing like the first row and not the net. <laughs> but it's pretty awkward. It was like, pass probably as opposed to shot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Cheating a bit anyway. Yeah. Um, how about Hyman's goal? Like it, it got called back, but I mean just that the effort nice. there. Yeah. Worst, worst contract ever. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of that goal, from our um, episode on Sunday talking about the video review, mm-hmm. perfect opportunity for it. I'm okay with that. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that, that's, that's what I what like the, it for, and that's that, it. Yeah, that's what the offside review is for, is for like blatant yeah. offside. But those are also what linesmen are for. So... Correct. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> was, right. But like I'm saying, don't go to a video review for 15 minutes and then yeah. decide, oh, we're going to do this now. Well, it's funny because after we, we talked about that and after McDavid um, commented, it it's almost comical because now the reviews, the last three of them, I think, have, have been a total of 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they're, they're really quick now, and it's pretty funny. Whether it's coincidental or not, I just thought that was pretty humorous. Oh, that's good. Maybe it's like maybe they'll get to what does he call that more efficient? They're probably watching every zone entry now with like extra extra little bit so that way they can be on the ball if it gets called back or if it gets flagged as offside. I think it was so blatant that I mean they didn't even have to it took them two seconds to look at it and they're like, Oh yeah, we screwed that up. Yeah. <laughs> that's fine. I feel bad for Hyman. They said uh he's had six goals taken off the board now from offside review yeah i think that was the first one that was him not like banging away in front of the net and being interfering sure. with the goalie <laughs> first one that was actually like wow that was really nice and then took yeah. it back <laughs> <laughs> yeah no solid effort all around um Stuart skinner how good is he was it uh holmberg or whatever his name is that uh on that one timer absolutely robbed him he didn't get all of that one timer, but still, that was a great save. Still, if yeah. that would have been Marner or somebody else, Nylander shooting that puck is probably in the net, but still, that's a good save. It's a nice save. Yeah, we'll take it. I, I take back everything I said about Stuart Skinner in the first two months of the season. I don't, but oh. good save. <laughs> it's different when you're playing with confidence, and he's definitely playing with confidence now where he wasn't earlier in the season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, 15 and two in his last 17, they said. So he's, he's on yeah. a roll. Um, Bruce, you, you put some in the notes here. We should talk about the deadline and what the Oilers shopping list looks like. And I think, uh, goaltending is probably a good place to start. I don't know, Tyler, you mentioned it off the top of the show. So who are we looking at for backup goaltenders for the Oilers? Like Pickard has been good, but you can't go to the playoffs with Pickard as your backup. No, I think they're still hoping that Jack Campbell is the backup. Ugh. And <laughs> like in his last 10 starts, he actually has a reasonable save percentage. I don't want him to be the backup, but I think that's Edmonton's plan 
I think there's a lot of teams looking for goalies. I don't think that the I don't think the Oilers are going to be able to get a guy that's going to fit in their cap and still be able to get the bottom six and a defenseman that they want. And I think that they're probably just going to hope that Skinner can keep going and they can add that defenseman and a bottom six forward, Corey Perry, and maybe somebody else and hope that that is enough. And when they get in the playoffs, Skinner just rolls with it. I think that's what's going to happen. I hope you're so wrong on the camera. Get Corey Perry out of here. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need that kind of negativity. (laughs) They've already got Kane. They've got enough negativity. I, I, I don't Perry, think it's going to be any worse. Yeah. No, Perry's happening. And and actually, I think so too. I've hated Perry in the past, but I think that kind of proves the point, John. Like none of us as Oilers fans like Perry because we've played against him in playoff series, and and he's a he's a pain in the ass to play against. And you just he's going to be completely useless in the regular season. Completely yeah. useless. But he's going to score two, maybe three goals in the playoffs that nobody really else is going to get. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that'll be the entire point of having him. Yeah, yeah, and it could be big. In the, yeah, more points in the playoffs than he will in the regular season, but there'll be important points in the playoffs. Yeah, but I, I think he's still got enough left in the tank to be an effective third or fourth line. Like you look at our bottom six right now, he's an upgrade on at least two or three of those guys, as well as they played. Yeah, I mean, even if you have the option to like Perry's in and you can put in Holloway or. Yep. You can put in Yamark or you can do something like that. The only thing is that Perry's not going to kill penalties. He's not going to get any time in the power play. So, I mean, it's got to be the odd chip in from the fourth line. Yep. And I think he's okay with that at this point in his career. Yeah. I'm, well, he kind of has to be at this <laughs> point. <laughs> yeah, really. He has really anything no else. other options. Um, CC Guys, we've talked about Cody oh. CC a ton. Like, I... It's time to upgrade the second pairing. I think like we've seen the the nurse CC thing is not working and the other two pairings have been so great you don't really want to break them up. Who do you go and get to replace CC? I think there's I think there's tons of guys that you can replace them with that'll be as good. It doesn't even have to be a right shot. It could just be a left shot guy that plays right side and they just work with it. It's too bad that Kulak has played so bad this year because um, I think you'd be less worried about it if you could play up there. Uh, you can't, obviously, this year. But CC, I think most of us knew when Edmonton signed him that this wasn't going to be great. And he played really good last year. And yeah. now he's Cody CC again. <laughs> so I think they'll have options to, to move him because I think some teams probably value him. Um, I think that there's a better fit there for Edmonton to get. They need someone who just brings something different. Like they need a, a hard nosed defensive defenseman. Somebody who, like CC just doesn't do a whole lot for you. I I don't think right. He's just he's kind of average at everything. Yep, and he has always been average yeah. at everything. Yeah. So just bring me in a really solid defensive player that maybe is a bit mean. Adam Larson. <sighs> Don't, don't yeah i'd love adam larson i love adam larson but that's not happening so i feel like we talked about one for one one for one one for one the deal's one for one yeah the trade is one for one i've only been saying that now for what three years four years yeah we can hope we can hope right <laughs> maybe they can coax shea weber out of retirement no i think what they should do is is they should coax 
Clefbaum just to come back in like an advisory role, and then maybe that's enough to bring Larson back to the team, and uh, we'll see what happens. Because yeah. that would be nice. He's missed badly. Yeah. What else? What else you got for the others here? Uh, Bruce, you said, haha, the Leafs suck. Okay. <laughs> uh, where do we want to go with that one? Well, we can... Uh... Well, we can kind of continue that one on when we get into the around the league down here because I kind of figured that we'd uh, pile on a little bit because, well, we can. We Oh, we should, uh, speaking of piling on, we should give a little bit of credit to Ryan McLeod and uh, maybe no credit to Austin Matthews who sort of stepped out of the way of that shot. <laughs> I, didn't, uh, I didn't see that. It's yeah, he kind of he looked block. he looked and he kind of made zero effort. He like just kind of moved his shoulders. To, uh, didn't want to didn't want to catch mm. one of the chicklets, I guess. Yep. <laughs> it was coming high, was it? Well, he went top corner, right? But I mean, okay. it's, it's no fun to catch it's anything <laughs> in the chicklets. I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't blame him. He's got to keep his pretty face for those RBC commercials. He does. Yeah, those endorsements are worth RBC a lot of money, commercial. you know. Yeah, but those commercials are terrible. <laughs> terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, agreed. But yeah, let's uh, let's pile on here a little bit. So, uh, oh, they're currently on a four game losing streak, and I think they've uh had double or they've had what two goal leads in most of those games and have ended up losing them. William Lelander is uh zero points in four games, signing his big ticket contract. Which, hey, I'm gonna pile on. He got his contract, so why should he play anymore? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that the best isn't that the yeah. best like playing out of his mind signs a stupid contract that and he shouldn't have like, i'm done I'm, out. Then, I'm done that's yeah. enough i'm good it's actually hilarious yeah they'll trade him in the offseason for merzlikens from columbus from columbus because <laughs> they need the goaltender uh, it's funny because yeah. i don't think that they can do a whole lot like they gotta wait for Tavares's contract to be up before they can really yeah. fix anything. Yeah. Well, I think I mentioned last week they have, after signing Nylander, they have 11 free, restricted free agent and free, UF, sorry, 11 UFAs and RFAs at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And they only have $21 million left to sign 11 players. And they also gave Bertuzzi that contract, Max Domi the contract, John Klingberg. When they really needed like structured defensive players, and they have enough top six guys that they could have kind of spread it around and had at least a top nine, mm-hmm. and instead yeah. they just doubled down on forwards and left no goaltending and no defense. They went full Bruce this year. They went full Bruce this year. And <laughs> it doesn't work, Bruce. Well, we'll see how well it works out for them at the end of the season. I'm guessing my fantasy team will probably work out slightly better than, but in the end, Leafs will probably still make the playoffs most likely. It's it's going to be tight though. I, I was just looking at that before we jumped on tonight, and I mean, the Leafs are in the first wild card spot, but Tampa's one point back, Pittsburgh's two points back, Washington's two points, the Islanders are two points back, the Devils are just three points back. Like, there's teams that you would imagine what the fire will be in Toronto if they miss the playoffs. It could happen. They'll light the city on fire. Well, there, there'll definitely be some big changes if they miss the playoffs. I, I'm not saying it's going to happen. Like I, I agree with you, Bruce. I think they'll probably make the playoffs. But it's just things are interesting in the East anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Holy cow. I didn't, I haven't, uh, like I said, I've been out of it for this week. I didn't even look at the standings. I didn't realize they had dropped into a wild card spot. Yeah. Well, I guess when you lose four in a row and that, that's going to happen. The Red Wings now, 51 points, are sitting third in the Atlantic. Nice. Alex Lyon, Bruce, I'm telling you, Alex Lyon. Pretty yeah, good. I know, but I'm not trading Marner for, sorry. I'm just <laughs> As much as I'm not a really big fan of Marner, the guy still puts up points, so... Uh. For the record, I offer Bruce, Alex Lyon, and Rupe Hints for Mitch Marner. And 50 bucks, probably. <laughs> zero dollars and zero dollars. No, there was no cash. <laughs> no, no um, cash considerations. No, Bruce, Bruce came out with, with Evander Kane for Mitch Marner and I, or for uh, Rupe Hints. Oh, Kane's, Kane's on the block, eh? I had to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tyler makes notes. Yeah, taking notes. <laughs> I thought about sending you the freight the trade first, Tyler, but I realized you were in Arizona, so you probably wouldn't reply. So I figured I'll go to Devin first. Oh no, I'd reply. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you guys know I like Evander Kane, but I've got McDavid and Bouchard on my roster. And I'm not sure how how much longer Kane's gonna stick on that second line. Like they just moved him back up there. But yeah. Ryan McLeod played really well with Dry Saddle of Fogel. Yeah. Mm. I don't think that's sustainable, but I mean, good good for him. For right now, his yeah. spot is on the third line. McLeod. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think you're right. If you can play third line center, that's that's probably what's same with Fogel. Fogel's played be, really well this year. He's played out of his mind, and he's still a third line player. So <laughs> that's why, like, you see him skate with the puck. It looks like the puck is on fire, and he's trying to put it out. <laughs> so that guy should not be playing with Drysaddle. That's fair. I, I'm, I'm with you. I, that's not ideal. And that actually, I heard the Oilers, I think it was Stoffer, maybe mentioned somebody else, but they're in the market too for a top six winger, it, it sounds like. I don't know how they're going to make all that stuff work, but. Well, they have to. Yeah. Like they need a top six forward. So Connor Travis Connecty is, is one of the names that have been tossed around. Oh, Gensel, I think, was another one, wasn't it? Gensel's another one. Who yeah, would you rather and... have, Gensel or Konechny? Uh, Probably. Kadekni. Drysettle needs a guy that is like Yamamoto, just not 5'8. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> that goes into the corner and retrieves pucks and just plays nonstop. That's what Drysettle needs. That person has to go to the corner, get him the puck, and then he needs to feed it over to Kane. And that's that's what that line has to be. They don't have that right now. Like McLeod actually did that on the goal that he ended mm-hmm. up scoring last night. He yep. went in the corner, got the puck back, put it back, got it back again, and put it in. That's not his that's not his role. That's not his spot. That's great if he can do that on the third line. But they need somebody that's an actual top six forward that can retrieve pucks. Just like Hyman does for McDavid. They need the same thing for Dry Settle on that second line to actually be dangerous in the playoffs where they don't have to go back to just putting McDavid and Dry Settle together. So they got to clone Hyman or clone Hyman and put him on the second line. Yeah, something like that. They need bunting. Yeah, is that an option? What's uh, what's his contract status? No, he's got another three years. He's a bum. But he's somebody bum. like yeah. that. Okay. Well, somebody like that with one. with just this year left. What's uh? Oh, Vancouver wouldn't trade him anyway. But Connor Garland would be another one like that. Yeah, but Vancouver's not trading because they're in. They're not going to trade someone like that when they're in a playoff spot. 
But they, I think they want to. Tra- they've been talking about trading him for a long time. They like they'd yeah. love to get out from under that contract. Yeah, but can you do that though when you're winning? Well, yeah. they're they're playing over their head too right now. To be honest, I was looking at there's two teams. It's Vancouver and Winnipeg, um, that are really outperforming what they should be. Like just looking at the analytics, right? Yeah. Their their PDO is way over 100. And well, when I looked, uh, so I was looking at something for the they put in for the notes tonight. I was looking at players that had ridiculous shooting percentages. So well, one we'll get to Mr. Reinhardt a little here later on. So he's shooting at a 27 something percent clip but you look at vancouver had three players it was besser pedersen i forget who the third one was i don't know if it was jt miller there were all so pedersen was shooting at 19 point something besser was in the 20s and the other one was in the 20s too so they had three players up there shooting really high shooting percentages yeah yeah, and when I looked at their PDO, it was like 107 or something or 108. So, yeah. like, yeah. team shooting percentage is high, say percent. Like, it's just not a good team, but there's going to be some regression. It's coming. Yeah. You think so. But the problem with a guy like Connor Garland is he's making almost $5 million a season for the next two years. Yeah, and that's not mm-hmm. going to work for the Oilers. No. no. It's got to be a pending UFA that they don't think they're going to sign or might be able to sign, and they'll have to get rid of somebody else. To make the money work. Yeah, I agree. It has to be a pending UFA. Mm. Yeah. And let's see. Elvis wants out of the building. So, Merzlik, and I don't know if he's officially officially said. I read somewhere that he did tell reporters that he had requested a trade out of Columbus. So, he's uh, starting here. He started. He's going to be starting Friday's game, I think, as well. He started the last game here for Columbus. So, be interesting to see where he ends up. Uh, Columbus has said they are going to stick having three goaltenders on the roster because they want Tarasov to play, but they are very much afraid that if they put Tarasov on waivers, he will not be a Blue Jacket the next day. So they are going to keep three goaltenders. At least for, for the foreseeable future anyway. For now, yeah. But I guess the obvious place for Elvis would be Jersey. Although Nico Dawes is making a nice impression here for the starting role, I don't know if he'd be the he'd be the answer. Would Merzlikens be the answer in Jersey? I don't know. His numbers aren't good enough, and there's too many years left on the contract. I think it's got to be it's got to be like a similar player that yeah. they end up trading for. It, it can't be picks and prospects. It's it's too much time and too much money, and not good enough numbers. It'd be a lot like John Gibson, and I think John Gibson's a, probably a better goalie than he is. Yeah, better pedigree anyway. Yeah, I, I'd take John Gibson in in New Jersey before I before Merzlikens for sure. Yeah, I just mean similar like contract status, term, yeah, and numbers. Mm-hmm. I think if you put Gibson in New Jersey, New Jersey is going to be better than if you put Merzlikens there. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. and same with anywhere else. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays out here for the rest of the season. Uh, speaking of the rest of the season, watching the Ottawa Senators here, they've actually been worse since their coaching change. That doesn't usually, you don't see that too often, but they are not moving in a great direction after 
jumping out to a bit of a lead against Colorado and then completely falling apart in the third period again. I don't know what has to happen to the senators. Are they going to have to? They they need to here. they need to not have a senior citizen as as the as the head coach. The advisor, oh guys, it's not anything. We promise it's he's just coming on as an advisor. Oh, he's the head coach now. No, everybody knows he's not going to be the head coach next year. So what does that change? How do you get a bump from it? You don't. It's just you brought in the old guy that used to be here that's here again. That's mm. not going to be here next year. Yeah. What doesn't do anything for anybody. It's just another fill-in. And the other thing that was said too is that when your best player on on the team is the oldest player on the team, that's not necessarily a good thing either. And they've said it for a while now, Giroux has been their best player for a long time, and he should not be their best player. I think we we've, we've all said. I, I know I've said that this whole year. It just felt like the entire team was waiting for the coach to get fired so they can move on. And then they did like the weirdest thing in the world where they brought in some other old guy that was just kind of hanging around who everybody knows isn't going to be there after. And it's like, you'd be in the same spot if you still had DJ Smith. So why not? It, it just feels a lot like Steve sales is kind of being like Ron Francis, where you just like kind of sit on your hands for a little bit too long and you miss out on the opportunity that were probably in front of you to to make a real change and actually change something this season. And instead, like, I I understand the long game, but it was just a weird move to bring that coach in at this time when there were so many other coaches out there and you probably could have made a run for the playoffs. This year it's not going to happen. No. Yeah, I know they're not going to make it this year. What about the other thing they did with their goalie coach? So they brought up a goalie coach from – was it the AHL team? Yeah, I don't know. Trans- I don't know where the goalie that... coach to make into development in that, and then they bring up the kid from AHL and put him in the net against Colorado. It's like, what are you? Th- what do you think is going to happen? <laughs> well, and then the coach too says that he looked at the analytics, and that Corpusello wasn't very good against Colorado. Not a lot of goalies are very good against Colorado. You thought, you thought then, and to tell the media this, you thought that because of the analytics that you should put in the kid who played his first game of the season against them and then lose 7-4. Like, it's actually kind of funny how pathetic it is. Yeah, yeah. it's bad. It's really bad. Yeah, I'm not not sure what other outcome they were thinking was going to happen. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, interesting to see. <coughs> Excuse me. Interested to see how the rest of the season. Well, we pretty much know how the rest of the season is going to play out. They're probably not going to have a winning record for the rest of the season unless something dramatically changes. Uh, just, to, sorry, sorry, Bruce. Just going back to our conversation about the trade deadline. How yeah. do we feel about a guy like Duclair and Blackwood out of San Jose as a winger and a backup goaltender option? I I don't I don't like it. I don't think Blackwood still has what one or two years left. Uh, he's got this season and then one more. Yeah, so that doesn't fit. Duclair does make sense. He's not really a puck retriever in like my vision of what that that winger should be. He's more uh, of a shooter, isn't he? Than a yeah, he's more of Kane. What Kane is yeah. supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously not with the physical side of it, but like a one shot scorer, fast. Like, if Nuge wasn't playing so good, 
with McDavid right now. I think that would be a better fit for him to play with McDavid and Hyman. Um, it makes sense because San Jose sucks and they're going to sell these guys off for that's that's kind of looking at picks and nothing. And the cap hits are are low too, so lower cap hits. Yeah, I just don't think it's a it's a great fit. Mm-hmm. The other guy I was looking at is uh, Jason Zucker out of Arizona. Yeah, he's he's interesting. Um, Physical. I player. think he only has this year left. He has a decent cap number that would have to be retained quite a bit. Yeah, I think it's five point eight. Five point three. Five point three. To me, he's more of a third line player. I don't think that you want Pouty Drysaddle being fed these third line guys anymore at this point because this whole year that's what he's played with. So yeah, I think you want like a legitimate top six winger, and you just pay whatever you have to pay to get him. He has to have a low cap it. He has to be, be able to retrieve the puck. Actually, be a top six forward on any other team. And that's the guy that you need. Mm-hmm. Would uh, Matt Dumba be an upgrade over Cody CC? No. I, yeah, I don't think so. Not not defensively and and physically. I don't know. That's yeah. Was not for just, me. As I was looking up Zucker's uh, cap number here, I looked down. Arizona's entire defense is either a UFA or an RFA at the end of the season. Every one of them. They've got four UFAs and four RFAs. At the end of the season, hmm. yeah, I don't think any of those guys help. I'd love Chris Tanev out of Calgary, but unfortunately, they're they're winning too many games right now. I don't see that happening. Even if they were out of it, they wouldn't trade him to Edmonton. But he's a UFA at the end of the season, right? For him, Tor- Toronto would pay so much more than what Edmonton would. Yeah, to to get him, which is also hilarious to think that it'd be TJ Brody, Giordano. Antanov, <laughs> all on the same team. That's who we'll take them all back. Well, that's yeah. who Toronto makes all their big trades with, right? Other than Florida, it's it's yep. Toronto. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yikes! What else we got, Bruce? So, yeah, Mister Jack Eichel here is week to week after a surgery on his lower body in lower body injury. Tell me if you've seen this movie before. Oh, it's lower body this time. It's not upper body, so it's a different part of the body. No, I I had to laugh because I saw this on on Twitter or X yesterday, and somebody had scratched out the cover of the Franklin book. It was like circumventing the cap or something, and then I can't what the caption was. It was just really funny. Franklin circumvents the cap, yeah. And so here's Jack Eichel on his deathbed. Vegas is is LTIR till the end of the season, so they can bring somebody in, and then Eichel's magically healed for the first game of the playoffs. Yeah, like they just no timeline, right? Successful lower surgery for lower body injury, and now it's like he's just week to week. We don't really have a timetable for it, so it could you know last indefinitely until, uh, till the playoffs. Until the playoffs, mm-hmm. so they got to get in there. Yeah, I mean, like they're not. The West isn't exactly locked up either anymore. I'm just gonna pull that up again or two. They've got enough players injured that they could them and Vancouver could both kind of really fall out of it. There isn't a lot of teams really pushing in in the West, aside from Edmonton and Nashville's kind of hanging around. Seattle's starting to kind of go on a run. Uh, but I think it's going to be a lot tighter than we all thought it was going to be in December when Vegas was 20-some points ahead of Edmonton. Um, yeah. Not quite that way anymore. Well, it's Edmonton's only six points back, but they've got four games in hand on Vegas. Yeah. And how many players are out right now? 
for Vegas. Yeah. As well. Uh, one or two. Let's see here. Vegas Golden Knights. We've got Carlson, Theodore, Eichel. Chandler Stevenson's not doing anything right now, even though he's playing. Yeah. Marcia yep. Marcia's not doing anything, even though he's playing. Barbershev's not doing anything. Actually, we'll talk about Barbershev in a bit here. But yeah, like just all their offense is kind of... Their, their bottom six, which was their... I don't want to say their entire team, but it was a huge majority of it last year in the playoffs, is doing nothing. Uh, completely overperformed last year and are underperforming this year. Uh, got off to a crazy start, but I don't think it's going to, I think they're going to be in tight to, to kind of finish where they, where they hope to be. Well, and they got goaltender issues again, right? So Hill is on IR. Thompson's been in and out of the lineup with whether it's been illness or injury. Like they've got two goalies up on emergency loan from the AHL right now. It's interesting. It's always fun in Vegas. You never know what's going to happen in Vegas with the Vegas itself or the team for that matter. So, Holy, but yeah, I didn't uh, never. Yeah. When I read that, oh, that's interesting. I didn't read yeah, cap circumvention. Right. So, and of course, Mark Stone, who's supposed to only play half a season with a bad back is looking awfully damn good for the last pick of the draft. that I got him in. <laughs> Yeah, he's, he's exceeded everyone's expectations, no question. So, still don't like him. Yeah. No, no. He's helping my fantasy team win, so I'm okay with him for now. Uh, speaking of returning from injury, Mr. Kyle Connor returned from injury against the Islanders. Just over 19 minutes time on ice. Just over oh, almost five and a half minutes on the power play. Six shots on goal, one goal in his return. No Shifley, Connor played between Lowry and Velarde. Lowry spent time on the first power play unit as well. And guess who lost all the ice time when Kyle Connor came back? Ehlers. Exactly. <laughs> it's 14 minutes, just over 14 minutes he played in Connor's return. Shocker. He dumped down onto the third line. What did Perfetti do? Because we were talking about that last week with Evan. I'm just curious. He was on the line with... Uh, he was on a line with Ehlers tonight. Or yeah, they night. played together, right? Him yeah. and Nemestikov. But yeah, they got like 14 his... minutes or so. Oh, he was okay. So I mean, but that's kind of been what he's played all season is 14, yeah. 14 and a half. Yep. His uh, uh, promotion was short lived. Yeah, thir- 13 25 tonight or last night. But they'll need Connor back, especially if Shifley's out in the any length of time. Which sucks for my fantasy team, but well, I, I'm psyched to have Kyle Connor back on my fantasy roster, so that's good. <laughs> Speaking of fantasy rosters, this guy I've got in one one league, and he, as you said, he's been absolutely stellar this season. Sam Reinhardt has got 12 points in his last eight games, 33 goals on the year. He's on pace for over 104 points over a full 82-game slate. Taken 97th overall or ninth round in Yahoo drafts this past year. I don't know if I turned that late. I have to check and see what my draft thing on him was. But it was definitely later. Definitely returning some serious value. Shorthanded goal tonight. Reinhardt has become the second Panther to score 20-plus special team goals in a season since Pavel Burry in 2000-2001. That was from the Panthers' PR team. Burry finished, with, finished his season with 24 special teams goals. So half a season yet, so... If Reinhardt can hold up, he can do some serious damage to that. So 
as of note, his uh, shooting percentage is 27 points. Well, it's basically it's 28%. So, and you match that with a banged up Barkov and might want to consider selling high on the 28 year old. Yeah, I saw a couple of posts to that effect that a guy should probably be trading or looking to trade him. Question is, who do you trade him for? Good question. Get what you can. What's that? Say, get what you can. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna regress at some point here for sure. You look at a guy like maybe Jason Robertson, maybe Robertson's been playing better as of late. But the thing with Reinhardt is he plays in all three all three scenarios, five on five power play and penalty kill. He's got four shorthanded goals this year. Yeah. Like, do you hope to keep him to hope the magic goes, or you trade him off? Like, because Robertson only if you go with Robertson, for example, he only plays five on five and power play. Rantanen's similar; he doesn't penalty kill either. Hmm. Interesting scenario. Maybe uh, go buy low on Ovi. Oh, I don't know if I'd do that trade. I think I'd I think I'd take the regression as opposed to trading for Ovi. Agreed. <laughs> But uh, he is definitely one of the reasons why I'm uh, I'm up in the up in the standings for our fantasy hockey hacks league this year. Maybe he'll just continue shooting at twenty eight percent, Bruce. And, and yeah, Besser's still doing it, and I traded him away. So yeah, yep. <laughs> so that uh, yeah, it's yeah. Good choice um, whether you stick with it or whether you go, right? For sure. Well, hey, we uh, we blew past our break by about uh, eight minutes here. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm just thinking maybe we take just a brief break and then maybe we want to jump into hot or not. Okay. Sounds good. Sound good. <laughs> uh, Perfect. Good. Okay. Somebody yeah, wasn't watching. Who's supposed to watch the clock tonight? I don't know anymore. Probably me. Yeah. Uh, I was we'll, going we'll, 30 seconds and then all of a sudden it just didn't happen. Yeah. We'll be back <laughs> in about uh, two minutes here. And welcome back to the hat. Oh my God. <laughs> I can't even say Take, it two. Now. Take two, Bruce. Wow. I can't even say it now. Welcome back to the hacks hangout here on Edmonton sports talk. I don't know if I should be talking tonight. Maybe I should just go to bed. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> all right. Let's uh let's jump into our hot or not section here. We have got a nice little list of players here. First guy on the list we talked about here very briefly on Sunday on the, the end of the show. Uh, there he is, Nick Perbix. <laughs> yes, I had oh God. I should probably just go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of scrolling, I clicked. I clicked, and then my screen, my all oh, my show notes just disappeared. So. Can't wait for that time change. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, really. The time it's killing us. The time change. The time difference. Yeah. So I know it's like seven o'clock where you are, Tyler. But <laughs> 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 I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, all right. Devin, you want to continue with Mr. Mr. Yeah, Perbix? sure. Well, Nick Perbix, we just talked about him, like you said, on Sunday as a depth option on defense uh, for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Since the calendar flipped to 2024, he's averaged just shy of 22 minutes per game and five points with one goal in six games to show for his efforts. He provides a bit of category coverage as well. He's got one hit and one block per game over those six contests. So if you're desperate, you're looking for a D option, this is a guy that's been performing of late. Uh, I think Sergachev is still 
dealing with some injuries, right? So there's there's yeah. some ice time there to be spread around. Um, Nick Perbix, give him a look. One percent rostered in Yahoo and sixteen percent in Fantrax. There you go. The next guy in the list isn't isn't rostered much more, but he did score two goals last night. Mr. Yeah. Ridley Gregg of the Ottawa Senators. So he's having a solid season here for the Senators, playing at a 45-point pace over full 82-game season. Recently, Greg has five points, two goals in his last four games played. Cleared 18 minutes twice in two recent contests. Playing first nine minutes between Brady Kachuk and Claude Giroux. And more recently, a role on power play two bodes well for the 21-year-old Greg. Solid category coverage as well. Recently, we're looking at plus-minus, face-off wins, and hits. I even got the acronym right that time. Attaboy. <laughs> Not all's lost, <Yeah>. Bruce. <laughs> He's kind of filling in nicely now that, uh, well, for Josh Norris, right? Norris is out again with mm-hmm. some kind of an injury, so he's filling in time on the first line. And he got their first two goals against uh, Colorado the other night. Yeah, he's looked good, and, he, and he's hungry. He's a young guy that wants to do well. So if you've ever heard Ryan talk about dynasty prospects, yeah. uh, he loves Ridley Gregg. So... <laughs> Uh, anyway, is, is Tyler shaking his head? <laughs> no, I'm just reading John's message. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, can't can't skate, can't. Yeah, I can't either. Don't even worry about it. It's fine. I have neither a can, neither can Tyler, for that matter. Yeah. Well, I definitely can. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, John, you get to read the next one. Oh, you're gonna stick me with Mr. Philip Deneau. Yeah, he's rostered in 21% Yahoo, 39% in fan tracks there. Um, yeah, one guy who's really benefited from the decline of Pierre-Luc Dubois. Um, he's got 28 points so far this year. Oh, no wonder that looks weird. Perfect. Yes, 28 points so far this year. Um, currently on pace at new career high. Uh, eight points, two goals in his last six games while averaging 18 and a half minutes a game. Um also, 51% power play share, uh, 3.39 power play time on ice per night. Um, Dino received, sorry, 3.39 power play time on ice against the uh, Stars on Tuesday night, I should say. Um, excellent option for leagues that include face-off wins as a category and also chips in with uh, 0.8 hits a game. So you're definitely getting a little bit of category coverage there. Um, in his last five contests, he's been just tremendous. Um, getting a decent amount of time on ice and putting putting up points, so you're definitely getting a good pick in there. Can we can we just talk about what a bum Dubois is? Oh, <laughs> absolutely! I was, I was absolutely. actually about to. I, I hope he's on the not something. list. I haven't read any of this. Obviously, you know that. <laughs> But what an absolute bum he is. And you just love to hate him. Yeah. Because he's just a whiner. He just seems like a terrible human. Got all the money and just sucks. Yep. Just sucks. Goes goes wherever he wants to go somehow. And then just sucks. Yeah. We we ripped him, I think, on maybe two other episodes that uh, you you weren't here (laughs) for, Tyler. But we we spent a lot of time... Graping about Pierre Luc Dubois, so yeah. we're right there with you, man. For sure. What a loser! Realize it's only <laughs> only half a season in, but it, at this point, it looks like Cheval Dayoff absolutely fleeced LA with this. Like it's mm-hmm. oh yeah, 
I just, yeah. Yikes. And almost all of that, though, is on Dubois. That's all on the player because he has everything oh, yeah. to score 40, be an 80-point guy, and he's just a bump. Just well, they, gave, they gave him all the deployment you'd want to, right? They gave him all every the opportunity. Every contract he's got has been more than he should have got. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. wind his way to anywhere he wanted to be. I'm surprised like, he should play in the NBA. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he probably still wouldn't score there. So, oh man, just mm, the I worst. I mean, we talked about PLD a lot, but I, you're you're really bringing the heat, buddy. Like you, the, I, just, I can feel I the hatred from here. I just can't stand him. I just can't stand him. Yeah, and when he plays, and obviously this is like going back to talking about Edmonton, which I try not to do. But when he plays the Oilers, he is such a rat. Oh, like, yeah. and I'm sure there's other teams that he does it against, but and I just notice it more against Edmonton. But he's just a rat. Like he'll chase around McDavid or dry settle. He'll always stick somebody and do nothing offensively, but he'll run around and only do that with his tinted visor on. He's the worst. <laughs> he's the worst. Sorry. Oh, that's all I got on him. This is good. I love it. That's that's great insight. <laughs> so and Tyler, you get to talk about the next guy. <sighs> okay. I've we're done talking about Dubois. Yeah. Uh, Jerry McCann, I'm not sure why he's on here because he's rostered 64 percent in Yahoo. Uh, 40 goals last year, uh, 53 points, 32 goals, two goal season is nothing to be ashamed of. Eight points, three goals over his last 10 games. Kind of just what he's done the last kind of three years here. Uh, still doing it. So there you go. And they need some scoring because they've had a little issue here in the past couple of games with scoring some goals. They're they're really missing that kind of one shot score on that team. If they had it, mm-hmm. they'd be a lot a lot scarier team to play against than than what yeah. they are. Yeah. And I see they moved Grubauer to long term injured reserve now too, just uh, from IR to LTIR. So they're not really missing him between between Decord and and Drieger. There, there's yeah. really no. Oh, they're freeing up cap space, back. right? So if Grubauer is gone now. They can they can use his cap space that five million and go possibly make a trade for someone that mm-hmm. that can help him. That that cap space is infinitely more helpful than Grubauer will be at any point this season. Maybe we I, can trade. I don't think they're going to end up doing much. So like, I think their goaltending is kind of peaked a little too early here in the season. I don't yeah. think that's sustainable for the rest of the year. That's something that you want to happen in like the last month of the season, the last two months of the season, and if they don't add kind of that one shot score that and if they don't play the way that Seattle needs to play to win where the entire team just four checks and plays plays as a group then they're not going to do much it'll be yeah it'll be interesting to see right so they just came off uh was that a nine game winning streak here just when they lost to the rangers yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're playing well uh, the next guy on our list here is Seth Jarvis, rostered 71% in Yahoo, 84% in Fantrax. Mr. Jarvis has arrived, ladies and gentlemen. 10 points, 4 goals in his last 10 games. Kane's 20, 21st rounder is on pace for 63 points and 29 goals. Add to that nearly one, one and a half hits per game and a role in the top power play unit, you have a very valuable fantasy asset. I had no idea. No idea at all. 
He's having a hell of a season. And dual eligibility is always nice, too. Um, Very nice. Prominent player. Yeah. Important, important player for them moving forward, for sure. You bet. And that does it for the hot list. Now for the not list. Oh, who wants to talk about the first one on this list? John can. John can? All right. Oh, just because I have to share a name with him. <laughs> <laughs> first on the not list, uh, we've got Johnny Tavares. Um, Austin 97%, Yahoo 96% fan tracks. Uh, zero points in his last five games played. Uh, his 66 point pace is his lowest since his rookie season in 09-10. With a 7% Tevish, the Leaf Center is not getting much puck luck and a career low 8.1% ish uh, re- represents career low as well. Things should rebound soon, but it just hasn't been there. Looking at his contract, you really hope it rebounds, but um, yeah, eleven million. Hard to say. Yikes! And yeah. what, how old is he now, too? Like he's he's getting up there. Uh, he he's, is thirty three. He's thirty three, but it looks like the decline is maybe. Obviously, his numbers say that he's not really declining. He's just unlucky, but you like you see some of the the plays. Um, they had the goalie pulled. He kind of pulled up at the blue line and then just threw this wild shot into the corner. I'm not sure they were down by two goals. I'm not sure he's expecting to do with that. He makes a lot of plays like that. Like if you watch Leafs games, he makes a lot of plays like that, that like if you just chip that into the corner where your player can go get it instead of throwing it across to the opposite corner where it can bounce out of the zone. Like it did Mm. just kind of dumb stuff like that. Yeah. uh, Might be contributing to his, his numbers. To his dumb luck. <laughs> well, well dumb plays lack contributing of, yeah. to his yeah. lack no of luck. luck on the ice, right? Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, eight eight percent shooting, like that's that's interesting, right? Mm-hmm. As many well, years have been in the league. Even Keith has kind of pointed out that his line hasn't really done anything in their last couple of games before they played Edmonton. Uh, I think against Colorado, they didn't do they didn't do anything. And Edmonton was trying to match McDavid against Tavares because of the matchup there with his lack of speed against mm-hmm. McDavid. Mm-hmm. And really, if you watch him play, this lack of speed against a lot of other centers would be, yeah, would be a problem. Well, one thing I'll point out here does a positive for him, but he's, he's shooting the puck probably at the best rate of his career at 11.7 shots on goal per 60. So he's got that going for him. If he keeps shooting the puck, Hopefully not wildly into the corner, Tyler, as you said. But uh, if he can I'm shoot the puck you. in the right direction, uh, that shooting percentage should turn around pretty quick. Yeah. All right. Next guy on the list is Mr. Ivan Barbashev, Vegas Golden Knights. So Barbashev had a fantastic playoff performance and wrote to Vegas' Stanley Cup. However, one point in his last nine games, boo. And just 19 points to date this season, Barbershop is now on pace for just 35 points this season. Recent injury news for Eichel hinders the center depth for Vegas, and Barbershop should probably find himself on the waiver wire. And I think he is in both our leagues. I think he's out there. Yeah, that's probably where he should be, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Um, He had 18 points and seven goals in 22 games for Vegas during the playoffs. So a 67-point pace. Looks really good playing with Marcia so and Eichel, but yeah, with no Eichel and with, with Marcia so playing the way he is and um, no center depth right now, it's just, I, 
Yeah. And they literally have no center depth right now. It's it's ugly. It's mm, ugly. It's ugly. Yeah. It's tough too because he's had one really good season. Yeah. Really in his career. Um, yeah. And then he had a really good run after his trade to the Stanley Cup. So is this actually what he is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this kind of looks like it, Tyler. If you look at his numbers, like 82-game pace, 33, 20, 27, 31, 26, and then 61 points um, in 21-22 when he had 26 goals. And then 45-point pace last season coming over to Vegas in the trade deadline, and then 35-point pace this year. So, um, And the shot volume. There's like there's really nothing to speak of in terms of shots. So, he doesn't yeah. juice. Yeah, I, that might just be what he is. Had one good year and one good playoff run. Just too bad because I'm guessing he got drafted probably mid middle. Uh, second middle. round draft pick, 33rd overall. B. Yeah. Yeah. High high second round pick. Yeah, you'd kind of expect more out of a player like that. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Let's move on to uh Devin, you want to talk about the next guy? Yeah, sure. I we we love Keandre Miller, 44% rostered in Yahoo and 74% in Fantrax. I think anyone playing Dynasty or Keeper Leagues will tell you this guy's someone you want to have in your roster. But uh, he's taking a bit of a step back offensively this season. He's got zero points in his last nine games. Fourth-year D-man, he's on pace for just 32 points this season. Uh, however, Miller's ice time is up slightly this year. Uh, I'm talking like seconds on average, but still it is up, which is fine and then a career best 14.3 ish puts the Rangers blue liner on pace for 14 goals over a full 82 game campaign so um he's in a bit of a a lull right now but there there's a bit of reason for optimism too so hmm. yikes and I have him on one of my fantasy teams too although there isn't a whole lot much better on the wire anyway so I mean could be could be a nice buy low option We've we've talked about him quite a bit in past episodes, and the problem with him is he's he's buried on the depth chart, right? He's not going to get power play one time, um, yeah, or yeah. power play two time, or power play two time. Yeah, like it's just it's going to be tough for him. So, mm-hmm. but it, he does provide some category coverage, and yeah. not a terrible player to roster. <laughs> All right, Tyler, you want to talk about the next guy? Uh, no, uh, Bradley Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, coming off 26 goal, 56 point season last year, struggling his first year with the Penguins on pace for just 41 points, and now dealing with an upper body injury, he's going to miss some significant time with somebody that I thought would have had uh, a lot better season. Uh, going to Pittsburgh, uh, obviously Pittsburgh was kind of hoping for that too. Might have been better off just keeping Zucker, but maybe yeah. not. Well, and Zucker threw a ton of hits last year. I don't remember, I don't remember the exact number, but he was really physical. I, I kind of tend to agree with you, Tyler. It might have been better just to keep him. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it on Sunday. You weren't here for it. Ricard Raquel, though, looks really good for Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Playing on that line with Crosby and uh, and Gensel, and he's playing on power play one and great shot rate. Which is Lots odd because he never used to shoot a lot. That's yeah, about time. Yeah, I know he's shooting the puck lots, which is great. Um, just looking at Zucker's numbers, I was curious. 2.54 hits per game. That's a nice season. number. Lots of hits. That's that's why I kind of liked him as an option in Edmonton, as a as a bottom six guy, if you, if you can get him for the right price. 
I think it's cap it's like five million though, isn't it? It's it's yeah, that's it's yeah. a problem. Like you'd yeah. have to five point five, something like that. Yeah, that's tough. He got the uh we have lots of money to spend contract. Yeah. Well when I think he, he signed that it was like a five or six year deal too at that at that number. Mm-hmm. So hey, speaking of uh, Arizona, Tyler, did you make your way to Mullet Arena while you're down there? No, uh, just like everybody else that lives there, nobody goes there because it's in the <laughs> middle of nowhere. <laughs> I've just heard the atmosphere is actually a lot of fun. Like if you can get there to a game, just because yeah, because actually... you get thirty people in like a bedroom. Screaming. Yeah, and, and it seems like a rocking party, right? Yeah. So you go to Mullet Arena, yeah. it's great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it is actually like it really is. From where we were to, we were in North Phoenix, so okay. to get there. Like, it's a nightmare to actually, like, get to Tempe. So I can see why people don't go out there. Okay. No chance. Fair no enough. chance. Yikes. All right. The last guy on our list tonight is Mr. Marco Rossi of the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Rossi recently appeared to have turned a corner offensively earlier this season, but his play has really cooled off here as of late with Zero points in five games. Yeah, I noticed that. He's on one of my fantasy teams. <laughs> and his ice time took a major dip to just over 13 minutes. Saw that too against the Islanders on Monday. Still an even strength roll alongside Curl Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello was hard to pass up when considering Rossi's potential for the rest of the season. I know, but yikes. Need some people to score points. I have like four players that are putting up all my points and the rest are just kind of along for the ride. Yeah, that's tough, especially in a keeper dynasty format. You're not going to drop Rossi, but no, mm-hmm. he's he's not doing much right now to speak of. So, no, I, and with Bedard out, he had a, he's had a chance at the rookie points lead, but uh, not if he's playing like that. I I still think it should be Faber if I'm that. That's kind of my guy right now, unless unless Bedard can come back and in good yeah, time. Yeah, I and, think it's got to be Faber. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Tyler's giving us the, the wave here. Yeah, like I think that's pretty much all we have for tonight here, guys. So, yeah, um, yeah we can wrap it up here for 11 o'clock, I think. Um, there's not a hard deadline, Tyler. It's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's God. all good. I'm just trying no. to help him out. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. We, we actually, if we wanted, we have another 30 minutes here. We can run on, on Edmonton Sports Talk, but we're, we're not going to because we've gone through everything we had planned to uh, talk about tonight. So, uh, Bruce, if you want to roll the outro, we will get you to bed. Someone deleted the outro off the bottom of the show notes. So. Oh. <laughs> we, we are getting uh, some chat, some chat in there now. I see though. Oh, are we okay? Look at this. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> Tyler stash. <laughs> Tyler stash to go on the hot list. Yeah. Okay. We'll put that on the hot list. <laughs> uh, like, yeah. Here you go, buddy. Tyler, you like that one. I do, but I can't. Oh, <laughs> Thanks, Leah. Yeah, that's we, we agree. Tyler should rock the muzzy full time. No question. There you go. Uh, well, All Bruce, right. since your notes are right in front of you, I'll just let the people know that they should follow us on Twitter or X at FH Hacks. And that's really all we need to know. That's and all that's, you need to know. And that's it. <laughs> that's all right. It, that's all. Cue the music. Let's get out of here, boys. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Good night. Oh. See you later. (laughs) Take care.